0: Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, psychological health, physical health, awareness in men and society. First, it started with MEN, acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself again? Hello. Hi
1: there, my name's Zara Bot, and I'm an ABA boxing coach who lives in the UK.
0: Hi there. Hi there. Um, so you're, um, uh, you, we've, we've, we've spoke before, haven't we? I mean, for the listeners out there that you, you've been on before we've had, you know, I've had you on before, um, with, you know, we spoke about uh, many things to do with, um, things that you've, you know, you, you, you've, you've encompassed to do with mental health and, and, and your, and bits to do with your life. Um, let's, Let's talk about what's happening at the moment to do with in in the UK and Nottingham to do with the COVID because it's been a few weeks now. What do you, what's happening?
1: So um, the biggest thing, I suppose, that's been happening and why why I you know want, wanted to discuss this on the podcast is um, with COVID nineteen. A lot of the small charities are really really struggling. And the London Marathon has had to be cancelled because of COVID nineteen. Um the London Marathon is a place where historically a lot of charities have had people uh fundraise and run um to you know, to support their local charities. Um it's a run that can raise up to thousands and thousands of pounds and help with the sustainability of smaller and also larger charities. With that being um Cancelled this year. Um, there's um, a challenge that's been brought up just to replace the um, London Marathon, and it's called the 2.6 Challenge. Um, and lots of people are participating, and it's basically about doing anything that you like using the numbers two and two point six 2.6, um, to raise money for charity. Um, so because of that happening um and I know the impact it has on the voluntary sector. I've worked in the voluntary sector for um about thirty years now, and I know how it works um and I know how detrimental losing funding can be and all across England, lots of charities have had their funding on to hold. Lots of uh, voluntary groups have had the funding put on to hold and it's made such a huge impact. And I wanted to actually do something to support one of my favourite charities, um, a charity that's helped me in my own journey and a charity that is small, but um, works all across um, the United Kingdom, but doesn't receive any um, statutory funding from the government. Right. So I decided um, for 26 days, and I started this in Ramadan, so I was fasting, um, I decided to run six kilometers for 26 days to raise money for a charity called um, Paladin. Okay. So Paladin are, Pal- Paladin are a national stalking advocacy um, for victims of high-risk stalking. Yeah. Um, and they work, um, they a small team, but their work um, is all across the UK and they do some fantastic work um, they really support victims and get them through the whole um, you know process from like legal proceedings and speaking to the statutory services and getting them the right help they need through their experiences mm. um, and like as I said they don't receive any good poor funding and like so many other charities they are at risk um, because of this huge change that's happening all over the world and I just wanted to do something to give back and just say thank you to them and their teams and just show them that, you know, we appreciate the work that they, they do and that they're valued.
0: Yeah. So is... And, and obviously I'm going to speak about this um, to, for the listeners out there. Uh, uh-huh. Stalking. Is that... Is that... Um, is that a well-known or a massive thing that's been happening over the years I mean, w- you know w- what, w- because the re- I
1: don't think it is actually very well-known um, I don't think, you know, I think generally speaking, things to do with um, domestic abuse and violence t- don't tend to get the front, um, the headline. they don't get to be talked about, and I think you know, talking again is is something that we see in movies and we think it's really romanticised where, you know, somebody falls in love with somebody and they can't let go of them because they, they, they feel that they're, you know, giving or doing something that brings benefit to their life, but it's not. It's one of the most um, frequently experienced forms of abuse. It's um, terrifying. It can really, really quickly escalate to rape and murder. And we need to give stalking the seriousness that it deserves and we need to understand that it's not romantic, it's a type of abuse. And stalking is about fixation and an obsession with someone and essentially it's a crime which can destroy the lives of the, the person who's going through it and the lives of those around that person, their loved ones, their family, their friends.
0: And is it is it, um, is it a prevalent thing? Is it is it a thing that's been happening? Is it something that you found is happening um, a lot throughout the year, or you know what yeah, you know, in terms of status?
1: absolutely, that like that? Yeah. absolutely? So just to give you some facts about stalking, um, data from the Crime Survey of England and Wales showed that up to seven hundred thousand women are stalked every single year. So that's a huge number of women, and yeah. if we look at it it starts um, one in five women will experience it, will experience stalking in their life, and men will experience it what it, the, the ratio is slightly um different it's one in ten for every female male that they will experience it so you know I think those figures are still. I think underestimated because a lot of stalking does not go reported people don't report it or they don't feel it's going to make a difference or perhaps they don't even recognize it but a lot of the times what happens with victims of abuse is they actually realize that they're going through abuse yeah and then not only that it's very difficult for um the cps to actually carry out and prosecute um stalking because due to the lack of evidence with stalking, you know, you need you need evidence to prosecute people and you can't just prosecute somebody on the basis of hearsay or the, the person has felt the police and the CPS actually look for hard, cold facts, which can be quite difficult to actually do. Yeah. So, you know, things like that are another reason why people don't feel that there's a point in reporting it again and again, and perhaps they've reported it once or twice and nothing actually happened. And they feel that, you know, what is the point? And we've seen in so many cases, um, if anyone has been following me on my Instagram account, they'll see that there's so many cases where women have gone and reached out and they've said that they've been stalked, that they are, you know, experiencing this behaviour and they've gone and they've reported it um, on a multitude of times to the police but nothing's been done. You know, there's times where uh, reports haven't been cross examined so somebody could have reported something like 14 15 times but the police haven't actually cross examined and made the link that it's the same person or they felt that there's nothing that they could do and you know the whole system is kind of like yes you come in and you've given um you know you've given your evidence you've spoken about stuff but still no action is being taken and i think one of the hardest thing is is that when you're being stalked people don't actually realize the emotional and the mental effects it has upon you and those around you and it can really really break down break you down slowly but surely and you stop believing in yourself and when you do then finally build up the courage to turn to somebody like the you know the police or somebody who's out there who's you know a support service and you don't get the support that you need it's it it breaks it breaks your life down, and that's why 50% of victims who have been stalked will stop working, or they'll you know take a break from work because they just can't go on with it.
0: Yeah, so it's, it can lead to well, it does lead to. Um... Um, mental health issues, and um, it's like you say, sometimes even.
1: Usually so, you in, know. Even 70%, 75% of domestic violence stalkers will turn up at your workplace. I mean, can you imagine that? 75% of, your, of people who are undergoing stalking will have their stalker turn up at their workplace. Yeah. I, I had to leave my. One of, one of the reasons I left one of my jobs was because my stalker knew where it was and I didn't want him to know. And I felt like I was constantly, you know looking around and ensuring somebody wasn't there and it was it was as much as I loved my job I would still say it's like probably my most favorite roles that I did in my career but I had to walk away with it because I just couldn't take take it anymore it just became too much for me
0: Yeah, so it can be...
1: And, you know, stalkers go by your routine as well. They, you know, they'll try and figure out your routine. And even that can be, you know, the police will say that I'll change your routine and that, yeah, you do, but it still can be very, very emotionally draining. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it does impede on on every facet of your life, really. Um, Like say... Indeed.
1: uh, Indeed. Your
0: workplace, your family, your mental health and then, um, and everything else. Um and the reason why I was asking that It reason, absolutely does. Yeah, the reason why I was asking that and just to make it clear is that for for listeners out there is that I remember you saying at the beginning it was a this, this is a small charity and I thought why? Oh. Why? Why is why are there not big I mean I don't know if there is, but why don't we have big charities or big organisations that can um that can help to deal with um, um, stalking. Do you can you give us any sort of you can you lighten us on that? Why do you think there isn't any? Is it a, um, is it um are they seeing it as not so much so much of a major thing that they don't put funding into it or what what is it what is the problem here? I think you have
1: partially hit the nail on the head. I think the issue that we have is that domestic violence as a whole doesn't receive enough funding. Full stop. For the amount of of issues that are related and. Crimes that are linked to domestic violence, um, it doesn't receive the um, recognition, it doesn't receive the amount of funding. And then, if you look at the funding that is allocated to domestic violence, from that, if you look at it, you know, there is nothing really attributed or given to stalking. It just doesn't, it feels like it doesn't even make the conversation. And it just makes me wonder is stalking not addressed because the majority of victims are women? Is that why it's addressed? Um, is that why it's not taken up as being important? And I think also, perhaps, whereas stalking originally, if you look at it, you know, it used to be the whole peeping Tom thing. Well, that thing doesn't actually happen. You can stalk somebody on social media. There's so many ways that you can um, hack into people's, um, you know, digital footprints. And monitor them, and there's other ways of, you know, keeping surveillance on somebody, which are relatively easy. You can do a good Google search, you can do a search on Amazon, and you can buy devices and use them yeah. to track somebody. So I, I think the law is really far behind in actually acknowledging the problem, um, being as, at, at what capacity actually is at. Yeah. I don't think they actually have acknowledged it, and I don't think the the importance and um, the recognition is put on issues related to women, such as domestic violence, abuse and stalking, and honour-based abuse. If you look at the leading charities, they are pretty, pretty, pretty much self-funded through a trust. They don't receive any um, statutory government funding. And the same goes for Karma Nirvana, which is a, a small charity, again, who um, supports victims of honour-based abuse. It's a tough, it's a tough, tough
0: thing. So it's a very, it's heartbreaking. I'm just trying to remember, I'm sure I've just, something just clicked where, I don't know oh. if that was a stalking one, or was that a stalking <laughs> one where there was a, because what I'm thinking is, do you think as well, because um, I was going to ask you, has there been major, has there any, Has ha, over the years, has there been many major cases, you know, that's made national news or whatever. Plenty. That, where it's. Plenty. And I'm just
1: yeah
0: I'm just wondering if it, if that maybe you know maybe because it's not in the public eye as much or you know or pe or it's just coming maybe it's because something happened as a pre you know maybe it's not stalking that was the major it, they see the the major part of it wasn't the stalking major the major, major part was the person dying or you know death so when whatever.
1: it comes to well when it comes to things as um cases of stalking you've got to understand that uh, many times stalking can start after the end of a, a relationship yeah. so it can be somebody that you know or uh, at the same time it could be people who aren't known so there are lots and lots of really really horrific murders that have taken part um, have taken place which are related to stalking and domestic abuse it's, it's not it's just like you know say for example if someone does shoplifting and it goes on to something else, and then years later, they're caught for, I don't know, drug dealing. That shoplifting may not be discussed, but it's still a part of it. Yeah, and
0: that's... So
1: it's like all all complex things. It's not just one thing, is it? It can be lots of other things. So it can be things like coercive control. It can be stuff like physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse. But those things are all... they're, They're all part of one umbrella. And there's lots of really, really... Sinister cases that are really well known. Um, the case that's always always been really close to my heart is um, the case of Banaz Mahmood who lost her life because she was stalked by her community and they didn't agree with her asking for a divorce and wanting to move on with her life. And she was murdered in, in an extremely, extremely horrific manner. Um, you know, then there's other cases such as Helen Pearson um from Devon and you know she again um survived a horrific attempt of um she was you know close to being murdered by her stalker and her stalker was of no relation to her you know and he'd he'd um stalked her over five years and she'd reported I think 164 times to the police yet nothing was done And then, you know, I think there's another case of two best friends, um, Deborah Langmead and Donna St. John. Um, And they were, uh, you know, there were two friends who lost their lives because um, Deborah had left her partner. And, you know, he eventually came and he he, he, he kept following and stalking her and eventually ended up with a really, really gruesome homicide. So, you know, there are all these things so many cases. I mean, if you go onto Twitter and you actually start looking and you follow people who are doing this work, you will wake up every morning and you will see 15, 20 cases of different things. People sharing their experiences of what's happened to them, from survivors to people who haven't made it. There's so many cases A really, really, another one that's really hit the headlines was the case of Alice Ruggles, um, who was um, seeing um, a soldier and that once their relationship ended he stalked her and eventually he went on to murder her and she'd rung up the police she you know she she reached out for help um and nothing was done and a lot of times you know pulled actually yes i understand you can't you know the services are under a great deal of stress but what you need to realize is that by one person not receiving that help if somebody loses their life isn't that time that they were supposed to be given isn't it their right to have that time given to them isn't it their right to be protected and for the right things to be put into place a lot of the issues that we see now is because police officers of the frontline services don't have the correct training in dealing with stalkers you know they go through this right you know they'll ring them up and say well you know don't do that to her again and that really isn't the right thing to do it just makes it worse so there are a couple of um there are a couple of um pathways that we really really need to look at and the first one being training and you know training can only happen when uh, funding is allocated to it and the other thing you know that's that um paladin and um the founder of paladin laura richards is working towards is to having you know a stalking reform um um, a, a, a stalking reform bill and also to have a serial perpetrator register in order where these serial abusers, domestic abusers and stalkers, they are actually put on to register so people know who they are so, you know, if if you have one man out there, one person and they've got, you know, they've um, abused 15 or 20 women how, how can you know that this person that you're getting involved with isn't a serial abuser, you've got no idea of knowing because the first thing that anyone says about their ex is Oh, he was—he was the right side care. He was the right pain in the Aussie. He was right, this, that, and the other. And you—you were—you not believe it, aren't you? Why would
0: you not believe it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you—and you're right. You know
1: what? You're t- what, what what somebody tells me about their ex is what you're going to believe, especially when you're interested in somebody. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah. And you're right as well. So, and I think for that is because because when you was speaking about the, you know. Um i sometimes I wonder sometimes if 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 things like that is when we're speaking when I said it to you earlier is that sometimes it could be that like you said it needs a reform and needs a bill um that the stalking becomes a well it is a crime well it becomes a major crime it's not stalking, and then the person gets killed and then the per- and then we then in the story, what happens. And that, when, they, when they read out the story about the, the person dying the person, or the person was murdered but then it, it transpires previously this person was being stalked it's almost like that becomes an afterthought but the death is a major thing yeah the um, way the re- way re- that re- 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 things what are reported should, what it should be is this is a crime this is this is a crime you need to be going to court mm. for this um, before it even gets to the point of um, someone you know dying or being murdered or whatever um, so I, I don't know if that's you know one of the reasons why it's not it's underfunded or you know you know major names or you know nobody's famous it's not you know I, I don't know um, I mean um, like I say, there's a lot of things to be to be kind of to come out from this um, maybe it might take. Yeah. Might it might take for for them for the authorities for some some somebody in the news or somebody in the thing for to be. But it needs the the a bill definitely needs to be passed um, sooner rather than later. Yeah,
1: there's lots of famous celebrities who have been stalked, um, and I think again that recognition from the media isn't there the way that things are reported by the media when a woman is murdered or you know injured or goes through domestic violence and abuse if you look at it there's always quite a lot of sympathy towards the man it's never really reported correctly and the reason why I'm saying towards the man is because says a gender specific crime usually and the victim does tend to be um a woman so if you look at the way it's reported it's very like you know blase very like chilled out it's not it's, it's not reported correctly and that's something that our media needs to work on getting done correctly
0: yeah yeah definitely right so what have you been doing in your in your you know you've you've talked about the charity and we've talked about those things um, what have you been doing to help you? is it the walk running what have you been doing crawling <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, so I've been running whilst fasting for Ramadan for um, the last 18-19 days. So in total, I've been running for 26 days and I'm running 6k and here in England, the minute I decided I was going to start running, I decided to come, which is absolutely fantastic for everyone else. But us Brits really aren't used to the heat, so um, it's, been, it's been difficult, especially when you're fasting, you can't drink, you can't have water. Um, and I've been really lucky, Um, everyone's really been supporting us uh, through the GoFundMe page that we've got and so far uh, through the donations that everyone's made we've raised £705 um, for Paladin. My original goal was to reach £500 and we we, we hit the £500 target in the first eight days so literally within the first week we hit 500 pounds and now I'm hoping to um make it up to a thousand pounds so we can really really make a difference um to the charity and I think what I've also been doing on my social media is I've been sharing things about stalking myths um cases you know I've just been sharing the experience just so people have that awareness about stalking and it isn't something that's forgotten I think also with it being the whole coronavirus lockdown, everyone's really been struggling with their mental health. And I think for me, um, although I'm doing this for charity and all the rest of it, it's really helped me um, in my own journey because it's given me a goal. It's given me something to do. I don't feel like I'm just, you know, slowly going mad like the rest of the world being at home. And it's given me the opportunity to reflect and heal and also just be really, really grateful because stalking and any, you know, domestic violence and abuse, if you've survived it, I feel that you're really, really lucky to have survived it because your story you can change in a matter of moments and seconds. And I'm just really, really grateful that I'm alive. So when I have gone out and I have done my, my runs, I always read up on the person who the run is going to be dedicated for. And, you know, I... if if in some ways i feel like i connect to their experience and that their pain that they've gone through because as a human being you can understand if someone's gone through an experience, what emotions they'll have had and how that possibly could have felt like you can't understand everything totally but you have that and i think on my first one of my early most earliest runs and it was really hot that day. I think it was about twenty six degrees over here. And I went out for a run and I was really struggling because I haven't done running in absolutely ages. I'm not as fit as I used to be. And, you know, it was just like out of nowhere I just felt um the voice of Bernaz Mahmoud, who was the victim who who I was doing the run for. I just felt her you know, her voice out of nowhere just saying, Come on, Zari, you've got this, we've got this, carry on. You can't give up on yourself and I was just like, Am I am I seeing things like what what is actually happening? But in the next few moments it literally felt like somebody just held my hand and was just pushing me On to do this, and it's such a strong and powerful moment. I can't really describe it in any way that gives that moment justice. But knowing that you're that person who is lucky to be out there, to be taking those steps, to be living your life uh, to its fullest, it's such a, it's something that's really humbling. And it's something that I'm really, really grateful for to have the opportunity to be able to tell my story and to be able to say that, yeah, you know what. I have been stalked, but I am a survivor, and I'm getting through this. And things are in place for me. Yeah. But again, not everybody has that opportunity. Yeah. in
0: Life. That's fantastic. tell, tell, tell. You know, tell listeners about where they can find you on the, the. You know, the what the GoFundMe page.
1: Yeah, so if you do um, GoFundMe and you put in Paladin, which is P-A-L-A-D-I-N, you should be able to find us. If not, then you can also uh, search for me on um, Instagram, and it's Coach Zara, so that's Coach Zara, and it's Zara is Z-A-H-R-A, and then there's an underscore, and I'm also on Twitter under Zara Ten. So you can um, search for me there and find the link and of course if you struggle then um, i'm sure andy doesn't mind um sending out a text message or whatever with the details um out onto you and it's just like a small request it's, it's a great charity it does fantastic work it helps so many people from not being victims of um of you know of, of murder and it helps the families and the ones that are left and they do a lot of work um, when they're out there just, you know, highlighting cases and supporting and getting the the voices of those who are no longer here out there. And it would be really, really appreciated if you could support the charity so it can carry on doing the great work that it does. And, you know, let's hope it continues for many years to come.
0: Yeah. And we don't want it to re- reach a thousand. We want to reach it want it to reach ten thousand and twenty thousand. So Come on, guys. Let's get you out there and um, go to the GoFundMe page and contact um, Zara. Um, let's get let's get her walk in and let's get that money going up for, because it's such an important charity and such an important cause. Um, and as you hear from um, uh, Zara, that she's 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 doing this because um, it's 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 important. It's it's something that's close to her heart and i'm sure it's going to be close to the public's heart and 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 it's such an important um, charity um and also it's it's in a time of doom and gloom and in, in a lot of in lot of aspects to do with the the virus um, she's she's turned it on its head and and used it as a as something positive not just for her for but for for people coming along um people hearing about hearing about the charity um, and, and just it's it's an, it's an all-around good thing that she's doing um, you know like I say I made a laugh I made a joke there about crawling and stuff like that um, I'm sure I'm sure at some point she must have thought about crawling and 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 giving up trust me I did plenty of
1: times not just one time it was so hot and you know when you haven't run in a long time it's it's hard, and then on top of that, I was like thinking, why no? Did I say six kilometers? I mean, I could have said two kilometers or two point six kilometers <laughs> for twenty six days. But me being me, I just have to like sign up for the impossible. So yeah, there's plenty of moments every single day when I think,
0: what have you done? What have
1: you done to yourself? Why do you get yourself in these situations?
0: And if, and, and if anyone else out there wants to, I mean, I don't know if you you know if you have that. But if you you, you know you, you could end up with a big crowd coming along with you and, and jogging along with you. um um you know um so it's important guys if you get out there and try and um give something to charity and and lift um spirits and there's also the government out there if you can we need we need reforms and we need bills going through to do with stalking before it gets to the stage of people um being murdered and people losing um you know help mental health and and struggling with depression and things like that and even suicide so um, yeah so thank you for all the work you're doing Um, tell them again last time about the the the, the GoFundMe page yeah so it's GoFundMe Um, it's Zara
1: Butt and I'm running for a charity called Paladin
0: thank you and thank you for coming on and and talking about your experiences Um, I hope you know you're you, you know your family and uh, you know your kids your family your your friends are safe and um, let's all get jogging thank you thank you that was men Honours, speak to you soon bye bye